Welcome to Dr. Cindy Speaks. Regular musings and reflections on politics, current events. Dr. Cindy Banyer is a mom and small business owner fighting for our water, our health, our community. She's running for the people of Southwest Florida, trying to flip Florida 19 from red to blue. Listen as she speaks truth to power. Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Cindy Banyer for Dr. Cindy Speaks, and this is the Daily Diatribe for November 7th, 2022, and this is being recorded at 3.45 p.m. Today, we are looking at a brand new Congress, a brand new Senate being seated here. Raphael Warnock won his runoff election against Herschel Walker in Georgia, giving the Democrats a 51-seat majority. Now, this is not such a big of a deal because we already had with the Democrats a 50-seat majority plus Kamala Harris, but it does give the Democrats some breathing room and the ability to extract themselves from the stranglehold of the folks in the party who want to see things more their way, like Kristen Cinema and Joe Manchin. So it gives a little bit of breathing room and it also will help to streamline the nominations process, which is handled in the Senate. So more judicial nominations, for instance, will be able to get up and voted in without being bottlenecked by the two obstructionist Democratic senators that we have. So congratulations to Senator Raphael Warnock. Other news that we have going on here, FGCU locally just released their new logo. Looks pretty cool. Congratulations to the Eagles and wings up. We have a new special session that has been called here in December for Florida. Apparently, the Republican-led legislature is looking to help the insurance markets take on their devastation that was incurred because of Hurricane Ian and Hurricane Nicole. Many people across the state of Florida have recorded losses in their property because of these devastating hurricanes, with Hurricane Ian being the second costliest natural disaster in the United States history. And it is really causing a lot of havoc with the insurance companies, which have been let run wild under the DeSantis administration and Jimmy Pertonis, who unfortunately won a re-election, run re-election here in 2022. So we are not really looking for a lot of relief, or we're not expecting a lot of relief, that is for the individual people here in Florida. But let's help out our friends, you know, the friends of the Republicans, at least, the insurance companies, because they are getting out of hand and losing their money because, hey, they have to pay out. But what we've also seen is the insurance companies going bankrupt because they can't pay all of those claims. And we have the insurer of last resort in the citizens insurer here in Florida, which will insure um, properties and individuals that will not, that cannot be insured by private markets. And It's going to be a tough road here in Florida with insurance and knowing that the FEMA floodplains, flood zones have changed, which is going to cause a lot more dollars be spent in the insurance market. And with the pro-development 
commissioners that we have in Lee County, we can expect that building will go on as per usual in really highly vulnerable areas. And uh, that is if the insurance will keep insuring them. So it'll be an interesting special session. Apparently DeSantis is also probably going to try to do some mickeying around there. And this is going back and forth with his fight with Disney and their special zone status that they had that was revoked earlier this year when DeSantis was trying to fight with Mickey about the woke and blah, blah, blah. We will see that potentially come up. There is some inclination that with Bob Iger now back at the head of Disney that DeSantis wants to be a little bit nicer, but either way, it's going to be a huge waste of time and the waste of taxpayer dollars so that Ron DeSantis can continue his political meanderings and culture war bullshit here in Florida. Unfortunately, we are all a victim of that. So keep an eye out on the special session. The additional podcasts that we have here on Big Mouth Media, we'll be rolling those out, especially Crystal Queer Politics, who's going to focus on the LGBT issues. So be sure to check that out because you're going to want to stay on top of what's going on as they pass more culture war nonsense up in Tallahassee. Additionally, today is Pearl Harbor Day, the day which will live in infamy, where we look back and remember how the United States was attacked at Pearl Harbor by the Japanese and bringing the United States into World War II. This was the time where the United States thought that democracy was something worth fighting for and that fighting fascism was a good idea. So I like to remember that because I think that we need to continue to do that and fight fascists right here in the United States. So I honor all of those who served in the military at that time, who lost their lives in Pearl Harbor. And I remember when we used to fight Nazis instead of inviting them to dinner. But we'll talk about Trump another day. Yesterday was a very bad day for Trump. We saw that his organization in New York State was found guilty of tax fraud. And even today, Trump's lawyers went and found a whole bunch of other classified documents in one of his storage units at a Trump property. Now, of course, if this was Hillary Clinton, we know the rights would have been freaking out, stealing laptops and demanding dick pics like it was Hunter Biden. But because it's Trump, they don't care. It's all just, oh, I guess Donald Trump just took some work home with him to his storage unit somewhere where he took all his classified documents. So, yeah, but I'm going to sit here and say, hey, that's a really big deal. We should not have any member of the administration taking classified documents out of where they're supposed to be, let alone a nefarious, criminally connected mobster type of dictator wannabe who is trying to overthrow the Constitution, who already incited a riot and insurrection at the Capitol. That guy should definitely not have any classified documents at his establishment and he should be held accountable for that. So we're going to continue to follow that. And I'm hoping that through the January 6th committee and the investigation on behalf of the National Archives that we actually see criminal action taken against Donald Trump. So looking at other leaders who are doing a good job, We see that Vladimir Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, was named Times Person of the Year. This was in response to his bravery in the face of tyranny as his country was being attacked by 
Vladimir Putin and our thoughts continue to go out with the people of Ukraine as they struggle for independence and are largely ignored around the world, except for when it comes to rising oil prices, which is something that the Europe is about to get hit with because of various sanctions and cur- curtail um, various sanctions and rollbacks on purchasing of oil around the world to try to strangle the Russian aggression in Ukraine. So we I appreciate that Zelensky has been honored and I really am looking forward to a peaceful solution for this sovereign nation in and that we actually see Russia being held accountable for their aggression in that region. Going back and looking locally here, we see that Collier County recently elected, by the way, recently elected Collier County School Board Jerry Rutherford is making national news for all the wrong reasons. The school board in Collier County is one of several across the state of Florida that was taken over by folks who are being backed by Michael Flynn, of all people, who's got a very extremist agenda. Many of his folks are being pushed into places in leadership in both the school boards as well as in the leadership in the Republican Executive Committee. So that's another thing going on here in Lee County is Michael Flynn's brothers putting up the Republican Executive Leadership team here, many of whom have been active in the school boards as well. These folks are the really staunchly conservative, Christo-fascist, anti-LGBT folks that we see here. But back to Jerry Rutherford. Jerry Rutherford is an 89-year-old man without significant education of his own or children in the school district that won on one of these crazy slates, pushed forward, by the way, by Alfie Oaks, who is the Republican committeeman in Collier County and local I don't know what, what to call him, grocer. That's how they usually describe him. But he's like a little, he's a little insurrectionist himself. He sent buses up to DC. So anyway, this fella was really into getting people to run for the school boards. He put out Jerry Rutherford. And Jerry Rutherford, when he says things, they're pretty much insane. And he's again part of this Christo fascist, far insane, really detrimental push to not only just get their Christo fascist ideas put into our school board, but also to further the agenda of defunding the schools so that those dollars can then flow into charter schools, which we saw was deftly handled by Byron Donalds when he was in the state legislature. And uh, by the way, he even did a fundraiser with Donald Trump last weekend for $10,000 ahead. And those dollars were flowing into the Optima Foundation, which is his wife's cover entity for building charter schools across the state of Florida and then taking an 11% in perpetuity share of those public dollars that her husband had opened the door for her to take. But anyway, Byron Donalds and Donald Trump were helping to get everybody in on that grift. But back to Jerry Rutherford. Jerry Rutherford has gotten a really bad name around the United States because he made some comments talking about children with disabilities being out of control and how they need we need to reinstate corporal punishment. And this has caught the attention of people in the social welfare system, people who are disability advocates, because, yeah, like we shouldn't really have corporal punishment in the schools at all, let alone targeting children with disabilities. This is just one of these things that 
the far right folks are seeing as a way out of accountability and all sorts of other nonsense like that. So anyway, he there's been a push to get him to resign on social media. Over 3,000 people have signed an order asking him to be removed from the board. So that is heating up in Collier County. Now, the sad part, of course, is I wish that folks had really seen him beforehand and not voted for him. That would have been super cool. And this is why it's really important to pay attention to elections beforehand because he was just elected a month ago. And if there was this kind of call before that, then we could have probably tried to prevent him from being elected in the first place. But at least there's some attention and heat and hopefully his most nefarious ideas will not come to fruition. So that is all for me here today at the Daily Diatribe. And I hope that you'll continue to tune in as I do daily reports and analysis of things that are going on here in Florida, Southwest Florida, across the nation and the world. This is Dr. Cindy Banier with Dr. Cindy Speaks and the Daily Diatribe, and we'll see you here next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dr. Cindy Speaks. If you'd like to learn more about her, go to cindybanier.com or connect with her directly at vote at cindybanier.com. We love connecting with people.